Good morning, all. I'm so glad I can be in a, in Australia and be among you all. I don't. I didn't come from a believers' family. I came from a family who did not know Jesus. And after I met my wife. I received Jesus as my one and only Savior. My name is Halim Kartono. I've got um, I've got um, one wife and three sons. And when I came, when I came to Australia, this time to um to welcome my um, grandson's birth. And it's so amazing. Our Jesus is amazing. Amen? And I just wanted to testify when, when Pastor August asked me, oh, it's not long for you to, um, to have a to have a um, your grandson and I said oh no no I already had the grandson it was quite an amazing miracle when I came on the 7th um, the doctor um, on the 7th uh, the doctor said oh you have to come back again on the 13th which is supposed to be tomorrow it was supposed to be tomorrow to have another checkup but uh, it wasn't the time to deliver the baby yet but you know what happened? On the 8th, um, in the afternoon, you know how like, you know, obviously the female knows what they f can feel, you know, when they're in labor or about to give birth. And all I can do is just pray for them. So when I, uh, when I prayed, uh, when I called and then I, I said, oh, um, she's feeling another, like she's feeling quite, um, uncomfortable and everything and the hospital and the doctor said oh maybe not today maybe tomorrow and then on the 9th around about 10 or 11 o'clock we went to the doctor and we prepared we were preparing for the um, for the delivery before we went we uh, I prayed for her and I anointed the the belly and I said God bless Irene so then she doesn't um, experience a painful delivery and she doesn't experience uh, such bleeding and I believe Lord that she will um, uh, she will deliver the baby right on the right time and then we went to the hospital we were waiting for the doctor and I said uh, to my wife, let us all go and find something to eat because we haven't had any breakfast. So before we finished brekkie, um, the food wasn't ready yet. And then I was called by my wife. Oh, Irene had opened five and I thought, oh, what's opening? And the doctor said, oh, the doctor said it's already opened five. And then we all have to go to the um, to the hospital and and our Jesus Christ is quite amazing 
God. Not even within one hour, my in-law actually delivered a baby. It was a, it was a a, a baby girl, and that was my first um, grandchild. It ne- even the doctor said it never happened. There's only this, um, uh, you know, this in this case, someone can deliver the baby so easily. See, the Bible says, whatever we ask in the name of Jesus, He will always grant it to us, and we always receive them. Amen. And this is the amazing thing, and it's God's promise. So, even like you know, when I went, uh, when I was about to go to Sydney, there was quite a big miracle. You know, from Indo to Aussie, obviously, we bring something that, um, th- you know, that uh, that are not available in Aussie, right? So, including all this um, fruit uh, seasoning or uh, sauce and stuff like that. And then when it came, it's. We're supposed to have a maximum 40 kilos uh, baggage, but well, imagine if we have um, 100 kilos. Like uh, my um, my kid said, oh, you have to bring the fruit sauce. You know, you have to include a lot more peanuts. Blah blah blah. And then when I uh, when I get to the airport, it has to be checked, the baggage checked, and one of the box that had the uh, the fruit sauce. It was uh, we were shown from the scan, and then he asked, "What is this?" And I and I said, "I pretended I don't understand English, and I, you know, I just don't understand." And I said, "Sorry, I cannot speak English." And then he opened it up. It was a sweet fruit sauce. I said, "I don't understand. Sorry." And he started to open bit by bit, and then he smelled it. He smelled it, and he's like, hmm. <laughs> It smells um, like shrimp paste. It smells like shrimp paste, and he quickly clo- closed it, and he goes, Oh, okay, so you go. <laughs> See, praise God, because of that sauce, I, um, I don't need to get any further back checks. I believe it's a miracle. I believe when God's presence is there, it's going to be perfect among us. That's why. What I- What are the promises that God has that's not going to be fulfilled for His children? Of course not. There's none. God never promised anything that's no good in our life. Amen. And whatever God promises, they're the greatest things. But today, let us all learn how we can. Um, reach God's promises in our lives. Let us take a look at Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4, verse 17. It's from verse 17 to 21st. Let us read them all together. When we read the Bible, the Word of God, we have to say it out loud until our ears can hear it because faith comes from the hearing of the Word of God. So let us all read it all together. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. 
in the presence of him whom he believed God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Who, contrary to hope, in hope believed so that he became the father of many nations, according to what was spoken, so shall your de descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully convinced that he had promised, he was also able to perform. Amen, everyone. This is an amazing thing. Let us all learn from Abraham this morning how we are able to reach God's promises. God's promises are a certainty. Um, God's promises are different with humans' promises. God's promises is certain, but, um, but humans' uh, promises are unreliable. Uh, so whatever God's promise will always be fulfilled. Amen? Uh, when we uh, say amen to God's word, it will happen. Amen? Uh, when the worship uh, when the worship leader asks people to come forward, maybe it's a tradition. They try to find um, their seat at the back first. For example, last weekend, uh, I said, "Oh, Ryan, I, I'm you know I'm embarrassed to come late. So rather than not going to church, might as well come." to church late, right? And so I came last weekend and I sat at the back. It's already like full at the back. So, uh, you know, I was so embarrassed to come forward to and sit at the front and said, ah, oh, well, let's just sit at the back. And it's like, we can't find any seat at the back. So um, we don't have any choice, but we have to walk um, towards the front. And at the front, there are still some empty spots empty seats and praise God I said I still can get a seat see from next week onwards the first people who comes you have to sit at the front amen that's the way it has to be because when we want to seek God we have to be quick at the, when the worship leader says oh, when you're at the back you you ha um, you know you're gonna have less uh, lesser blessings so if you want abundant blessings from next week onwards come forward and sit at the front so when we seek God we have to have that kind of attitude we have to be en enthusiastic and from the verses that we read what's the key of for Abraham to be able to achieve God's promises. The first key was said in the verse 
19 where it is said and not being weak in faith so for us to be able to reach God's promises our faith shouldn't be weak at all however massive our problems are in our lives maybe it's your illnesses that you um, encounter but do not weaken your faith this is simply the key for us to be able to reach God's promise Jeremiah 3 uh, 36 says the healing healing will come with great abundance so our life is not is never um, apart from any problems in our life but our faith should not be weak our faith has to be strong has has to believe that whatever God promises to us it will be fulfilled so whatever promises you have however hard your illnesses are maybe God has said to you your um, your illnesses will not bring you to a stop um, stopping condition but a lot of God's children tend to weak, uh, weaken their faith during those trials but uh, let me tell you this do not let your faith be weak because God is always God Jesus is always Jesus our faith to Jesus cannot be replaced with any others so likewise Abraham clearly um, as humanly we might thought oh, maybe at that time Maybe it's Abram also had the thought of, oh, it's impossible because he is weak, he's already 100 years old. So maybe he can't even walk straight or something like that. But, you know, maybe he can't even speak properly. But it is said that Sarah's womb is already uh, dead. When the womb is already dead, then however you try for an IVF or something like that it will never work right because the womb is already closed but what God has promised to us will always be fulfilled you will be uh, you will be made the father of all nations even though humanly it's not possible, but whatever God's promise, it is always be possible. And for God, there's nothing that's impossible. Room is already dead. Abraham is already 100 years old. His body is already weak. It's amazing. In our life, our faith should not be weak. There are a person, there is a person a couple of years ago when I started to to live in holiness. Why did I say it that way? Because I, I received Jesus as my one and only Savior. It was a long, long time ago, but I didn't action God's word. Now I can be a God's servant it's simply because I was already dead when I was 38 years old. Ryan at that time he was only two years old and his brother was five and then the 
eldest was eight years old, and I had a a heart uh, stroke and um, heart attack. And at that time, I was in my birth town. It was in Sumbawa. I, I came from there. When I was 38 years old, I was playing basketball and I had a heart attack in the middle of the field basketball court and I, I was pretty much unco uh, unconscious and I was trying to, you know, to survive kind of thing. Even I can't even drink water. My my heart was so painful, and right at that time, I call out to God, God, use me, forgive me, Lord, because all this time I have lived in my pride. I just wanted to surrender my body and my soul and my strength into you, because I just can't um, hold on anymore. And then when I cry out like that in the name of Jesus he never not hear us amen and then at that time I was actually given that strength inner strength from the basketball court I normally um, you know ride my bicycle so I just couldn't um, you know I couldn't go all the way home so I stopped by on the side stall and I said oh I need to, you know, drink a little bit and a little bit comes in and I continue to ride my bike home until when I get home I chuck the bike away and I ran into the front door and then my mom was so shocked. I said, oh, I'm, I'm ill. So my wife is very faithful and she loves praying and so she asked all the kids to, um, to pray for me because they were still in Surabaya while I was still in Su Subawa. See, God always hears us and when I held on, there's, n there's no, um, no um, great electronics things, but the doctor came and the doctor just gave me a vitamin. It was a flu tablet and I said no 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 it I think it's probably my lungs that's got a problem he says there's no other way but to having to check uh, do a checkup and in Subawa it was pretty um, like it was pretty ordinary um, village so it doesn't have all the, the all the um, tools and everything and I can still all the pain in that lung but I still continue to say, God, you're amazing. You love me. And give me a chance so then I'm able to be your child that is faithful. My wife and kids prayed for me in Surabaya. And when she was, uh, they were praying, and, uh, one of the uh, pastors said, don't worry, your husband is fine. You know what happened? Day by day, I went by them almost an, a week and I felt much better and then I returned to Surabaya when I went back to Surabaya I had a checkup with another doc uh, doctor and the doctor said no I don't have 
I didn't say anything about my heart attack. Two or three days later, I said to my wife, "How come my um, my lung doesn't feel great? I feel like..." Um, yeah, and then we went to the lung specialist, and he goes, "Oh, which hospital did you came out from?" That's what the doctor said at first. I said, "No, I didn't go to hospital after. Um, no, I didn't go to any hospital at all." And the doctor didn't believe me, and I said, "I didn't go to any hospital at all." And I asked, "Why is it, doctor?" And doctor said. You experienced a heart attack. You're lucky to be able to come to my um, practice this afternoon because you would have been dead by now. I said, "Oh yeah, humanly, I experienced it that way. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't hold on or survive. But I believe this is a miracle that happens in my life." And then he checked uh, another uh, once more, and then. He said it to me, you're just so lucky, you're very lucky because you're still able to leave and survive and to come to this practice. And I went to a different doctor um, a couple of days later and then before that, I, my wife brought me to go to a pastor to, you know, to pray for me and everything. But then I am strong enough because humanly, if you've been um, you've been told that you're supposed to be dead, my faith was pretty much diminished. And every night I was sleeping, I was trying to just continue to open my eyes because that was my situation before. My condition was like that, and my faith was very weak. But my wife continued to bring me to pastors to God servants to pray and then I went to church with my wife when my wife came in to find the pastor I was still reading one of the announcements board and there was one person that came and said hey what are you, uh, what are you doing here and I said I'm looking for a pastor to pray for me why because the doctor said I was supposed to be dead by now and I've got a, a heart attack and he goes alright I used to experience the same thing as what you ex have experienced but I had a different um, illness I had a liver problem but that, w that one was the Saturday the last Saturday or Sunday on the month so he said to not um, throw away your um, do not uh, throw away your um, your opportunity. He sent me to go to a play three again. It's called go there. Don't waste your time and go there right away. And so I went to my I, I went to my wife and said, um, let us all go to this place. There's another pastor that can um, pray for us. And I told the, my wife, oh, there was uh, one person who told me that we have to go to Pregen. My wife said, oh, where are we going to go in Pregen? I said, I don't know. Just as long as we go to Pregen. And so we went. Obviously, I can't drive with that condition. 
So if mm, the driver from my elder brother is available, then we'll go. And then he was actually available, so we went to pregame straight away. We were just don't know where to go. We don't know who we were supposed to look for. And so um, we stopped by and asked, oh, is there any uh, church this place? Oh, yeah, yeah, there is. And you keep on going straight. And then you turn left. There is a, a, um, a hill. It's called uh, the Hill of Prayers. And so we went there. Yeah, there, there is a small um, like prayer meeting, something like that. And I approached one of the pastor and the lady. That was the time that I was actually touched by God. And when she was praying, she said, your illness will never bring you any death. And she said, you're like a naughty boy. Your parents already told you not to run to the road because you're going to get struck by a car. But you still, you know, you still went. And then you're pretty much, you know, you pretty much get hit slightly. And so when I was told that, yes, I said, I've been God's children, God's child who have not been obedient. And I said, pray for me. And from then on, I was touched. And God's anointment was so amazing. And my faith was lifted. And one of the pastor prayed for us. And at that time, oh, I was just going to move to Australia in the n 1995. And you know what? There's one... Uh, one famous doctor, uh, his name is Dr. Chandra. He is very famous in Sydney, in Australia. So when I was about to go, that doctor actually was shot dead. We were about to go to move into Australia and immigrate there. But in my heart, I felt like, you know, something about my heart a while back. And I thought, oh, in Australia, Australia is quite a good country. And they'll have all the equipment ready. But because my plan didn't happen, uh, one of the pastor when, who prayed for me said, it's not your place in Australia. You're, you will be used by God in, in, in Indonesia. And I came from a family that does know Jesus. So how am I supposed to be used? I, you know, I wasn't sure. And, and so we, we decided we're not going to go to Australia as yet. But I still will come here to, um, for a checkup with, my, with her brothers and everything. And then the result from the checkup was amazing. The doctor said, you had a heart attack in the past, right? But there's no, um, there's no parts that's um, broken or anything. But you always have to take medicine to uh, for the rest of your life. And I thought, well, for the rest of of my life, that I have to take this medicine. Okay, well, after I come back, two weeks before I went back to Indonesia, I was quite stressed out. Why? Because in 
Sydney, there is no work for anything for one and a half months. Um, you know, after waiting, after waiting for the medicine and and whatnot. I was thinking, man, I have to take the medicine for the rest of my life, and I thought the one pill cost eight thousand rupiah, and there's one that cost three thousand rupiah, and there's one that cost one thousand rupiah. So maybe one day I have to take seventeen or eighteen thousand rupiah per day. So imagine if I live seventy years. Um, Imagine how much money that it's going to cost me. I continue to think how much it's going to cost me later on. How much money am I supposed to spend just on the medicine? When I went back, I, uh, my wife continued to ask us to pray continually. And, uh, and my faith is continued to be strengthened. And it's quite lifted. And when I was told that you're supposed to die my faith was quite weak but then now when I come back with my wife to you know to have a communication with God my faith is lifted high and I believe that if God um, heals us he'll never heals us half-heartedly or half or halfway and that's why I started to continue to count you know, for two years, it's already costing me quite a fair bit. And then I continued to step by faith, and I said, I have to stop this medicine. Why? Because if God heals me, He will not heal me halfway. His healing is perfect. And after two years, I stopped it. Even until now, I am still very healthy. And I'm even younger now than, than before. So, this is amazing, amen, that I'm able to be God's servant now. That's why with the song that we sang, from the beginning, God has placed us. Once God has planned for us and God has called us to and chose us, then we can't run anyway. Else. We have to come to God. If we are God's children, we all have to have that faith. Whatever problems that we encounter, whatever circumstances that we have in our life, we will never be apart from the problems. But there's one thing that whatever problems that we have, our faith will always have to be strong. Do not be weakened. Because Abraham, his faith never weakened. Whatever God's promised us will always be fulfilled. Amen? Uh, one of my niece or nephew from my wife, sorry, I'm testifying quite a fair bit, but yeah. So when I was um, just a believer, his name is pa, uh, Mr. Ah Hong. <laughs> There's a different Ahon. It's not Ahon that is here, but um, there's one in Sumba. His name is Ahong. He experienced uh, a disease, a disease that is quite weird. 
he's gone to so many different places for um, for treatment, but none of the doctors can heal him. And his face started to weaken, and started to hear people say to him, "Go up there in Bali. There is a a, a, a person who can heal any sicknesses." His faith has weakened, and whatever other people say to him, he follows him. He actually went to Bali. He's trying to find that that person. I'm not promoting it here. I don't want you guys to go there. But but yeah, he went to Bali and he met that person. What he said was, if you're healed, then you have to drink my my uh, pee for seven days. <laughs> so you can imagine. So um, the, the person said, if you want to be healed, then you have to drink my pee for seven days. So imagine that. Are you going to do it? If it was you? Are you going to do it? Wow, he was desperate, so he did it. So you can imagine if you go, if you go to uh, um, a person like this, um, you become a dumb person. See, you always get tricked. So you imagine seven days every morning, he was just having um, pee, the pee as breakfast, and after seven days. He wasn't, he wasn't healed, but he became so crazy. He, his condition went worse. And he went back to Surabaya with the massive big fat zero um, as a result. And then he went to Jesus and he was prayed for and he was looked after. And you know what happened? He was healed by the great power of Jesus. And even until now, he becomes a great um, businessman in Papua Island. And it's amazing. Whatever we experience until today, while we're living in this world, we'll never be apart from all these problems. Each and every one of us will encounter at least one problem. But the key, um, the key today is that for us to be able to achieve God's uh, promises, our faith shall never be weakened. Remember that um, parable about the um, about the lady who had bleeding for 12 years. It's not such a, you know, it's not such a short period of time. So you can imagine, after 12, uh, 12 years having that bleeding problem, she's gone to so many different places for treatment or whatever. But and it's even said in the Bible that the wife has already spent all her wealth. So And that's human. We don't normally come to God and we try with our logical thinking, with our actions, isn't it? Until when we experience like a dead end, then we come to God. See this lady who have experienced bleeding for 12 years, 
she just went with my with her own mind. If we take a look at it in the book of Mark chapter five, verse twenty-seven. Mark chapter five, verse twenty-seven. This is the key for us to uh, reach God's promises. He has heard the news about Jesus. See, she has heard the news about Jesus, and this is the greatest thing. He, she heard the news about Jesus. That means uh, Jesus has done so many miracles, and she has heard about that miracles, and she, um, her faith is lifted. And when Jesus went by. She was trying to get closer to Jesus, and it is said, therefore, among the multitudes of people, she is trying to approach Jesus from the back and touch his robe. And verse twenty-eight says, because as long as I I reach I touch his robe, I will be healed. So she did it. With all these people around Jesus, he was trying to touch his robe, and she had the faith that as long as if I touch his robe, I am healed. So when she she touched his um, Jesus robe, guess what happened? Whatever she believes in, happened. And the word of God said, in the verse thirty, instantly. Jesus noticed that there is such a large power came out of Himself, and He turned around and asked, "Who have touched my robe?" And the disciples said, "Oh, you have seen there are so many multitudes around you, and you are questioning who touched your robe." And now He looked around and He saw. Um, trying to see who have touched him, and he saw that lady um, who was uh, scared, and she knows what happened to her. She actually bowed down before Jesus and said everything to him. And then he, Jesus, said to her, "Hey, my child, your faith has saved you. Go um, safely and be healed from your illness." See, this is amazing. Today, our faith shall not be weakened. We have to learn from Abraham. Amen. Whatever problem that you have, or illnesses that you have, our faith has to be strong all the time. And as that lady said, as long as I touch his robe, I am healed. Whatever you believe in. See, twelve years has. Went by, but instantly that hap that miracles happen. So whatever problems you have, don't weaken your faith. Amen. Your faith has to be strong. The second thing that we learned from Abraham, if we want to reach God's promises, we have to continue to believe. Abraham continued to believe. Abraham believes of God's promises. Whatever God has promised us will always be fulfilled. And you'll always be a father of all nations. So our 
humanly, it's not possible. But Abraham always have that belief. Last week,、um, Pastor August mentioned in this place, there are so many people. There are so many people can see, but not necessarily believe. So the key for us to、uh, keep God's promises is that we have to believe, and this is im- important and amazing. Amen. Do you believe that miracles,、um, God's miracles, happen until today, and it will happen continually until forever? If you don't believe, then miracles that wouldn't happen. But when Abraham believes of God's promises, he continued to promise with、uh, believes in that promise. So, from、uh, Romans chapter four, verse twenty-one, it is said. Romans chapter four, verse twenty-one, and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. And it says, and being fully convinced, so we have to believe. That's why、um, that whatever God promised us will always be fulfilled. So. If God has promised to bring、uh, healing, then you have to believe. However hard or however big your illness is, will always be healed. I have experienced it. God never not hear our cry. He always hear our prayers, as long as we believe. Abraham always is full of convincing that whatever he had promised is always be. Performed and fulfilled. See, you know what Jesus did to the blind,、uh, the two blind men. He said, "Do you believe that I am able to do it?" When these two blind men said, "I believe," and the miracle happened. So try it. Try, you know, if the the these two blind men says, "Oh yeah, hopefully." If he's just saying, "Oh yeah, hopefully," then it wouldn't work. The miracles wouldn't happen. If you just say, "Hopefully," oh, hopefully you're you're healed. See, it wouldn't happen. It's not gonna happen. But. When you know when we pray, the amen is different in Indonesia. People who truly、um, is grateful of God, the way they say thank you God and praise God and amen are different. The ones that are fully、uh, believing God, they say praise God, going towards、uh, heaven, right? But some people who are half-heartedly, they just look down by and with saying. Praise God. So the day after,、uh, if tomorrow onwards, people who look down and say praise,、uh, praise God, then it's just their faith is saying, hopefully they are healed. You, you imagine if you say Amen with your head looking down. You're just half-heartedly, but if you, if the pastor says you'll be healed. 
and you say amen and or oh, praise God by looking up the heaven, it truly shows that you believe in God. So, people, people who um who say the praise God or amen by looking down, um. They're just half-heartedly, but we always have to believe, fully believe that God, uh, Jesus, will always be able to heal our illnesses, and it will always happen. And if you're half-heartedly believing God's uh, miracles, then my, you know, my knee and my legs are pretty, um, pretty defected, but. God still hasn't heard or answered my prayers, so maybe it's because you're not fully convinced yet. Didn't you hear it? When God um, has healed, um, when God, when Jesus healed the epileptic um, kid, um. He was actually taken by the disciples. Um, the the mom, uh, the the parent has already said, "I brought him to your disciples, but they can't heal him." Hey, he, because it's because you have not believed enough yet. See, miracles wouldn't happen. Happen. Imagine if you don't believe. We are God's children, and God has promised for miracles, right? To what? To to heal the sick, uh, the sick people. So imagine this. What God said when the um, when the disciples heard um, heard um, Jesus. Uh, and they came up to Jesus and said, "Oh, how come we couldn't um, heal that um, the epileptic kid?" And Jesus said, "That's because they didn't believe enough. The power has been given to you and I. Any illnesses, you have to say in the name of Jesus, I rebuke all those illnesses, and I believe by your stripes that I am healed. And you have to believe." Wholeheartedly, and that miracle will happen. Abraham, he fully he is fully convinced of Jesus' promises, and he never doubt doubted for any seconds. And guess what happened? These days, you have to always believe. There are so many people who knows and who can see, but not necessarily believe in Jesus. But let us all today to be able to achieve God's promises. We have to be fully convinced that God is able to perform His promises and His miracles from the past, now, until forever. Jesus is never changing. God, He is always the same. His power never changes. He is able to heal you. Amen. And the last thing that is the key. Abraham is never doubtful. Romans chapter 4, verse 20 says, 
he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. So, for us to be able to achieve God's promises, we shouldn't waver. We shouldn't doubt. Um, the Bible says, "Those who doubt are just the same as the wave in the sea. They, um, uh, the wind actually blows blow them to various directions, and these sort of people." They won't be able to achieve something from God. Abraham is never um, waver on or doubt um, on God's promises. That's why for us as God's children, we shouldn't doubt Him because they, He is a God of a certainty. That's why no matter what you experience, Peter, when he was walking on the water, we know about Peter has has he walked on the water? Yeah, he has, right? But when he felt the wind, he thought, "Oh, maybe I was gonna drown." See, he did. Um, he did um, drown when he started doubting. So we know that God is in us, and we are in God. But these days, when we feel those uh, wave of problems, then we started to doubt. We started to waver. Peter started to doubt and started to worry. That's why he started drowning. But God always helped him right at the right time. So today, don't let us be doubtful. But believe that today you haven't received the miracles, but I believe that God's time is the perfect timing. And don't ever be doubtful and say, oh, yeah, I can't do it because I'm this and that because I have gone to the doctor here and there but I, you know but I still haven't experienced anything there are so many times that a lot of people started doubting and it shows the, the life of God's children we have been with God all the time but when we believe fully and without a doubt of God's promises, we shouldn't be doubtful because whatever He has promised will always be fulfilled. Amen? There are so many times these days that people don't live in changes. If we know the Word of God and we understood the Word of God and we can learn from Abraham, his faith never uh, never weakened, and he always believes in God's promises, and he never doubt on that. And that's the keys for us to be able to keep hold on hold on to God's promises. So if you're doubtful, you even though you uh, you pray until you um you know until you lay down on the ground, it will never happen. But what God has spoken whatever he has promised will always be fulfilled so let us all be the action of God's word let us not just hear things but all we always have to action the word of God can you do the word of God yeah mm -hmm. 
We have to say amen on that. Amen? Now that's God's children. We always have to say that we're able. Why? Because if your life is filled and guided by God, uh, by the Holy Spirit, you will never be, um, you will never follow your flesh. Is the Holy Spirit in us? Then you have to be able to live in holiness. Amen? It's different with Indo. Nowadays, if they go to uh, hop onto the um, to the plane, we have to have extra prayers. Why? Because the pilots take drugs. It is um, true. Have you heard about Afriani? Oh, Afriani is the pilot, and he, you know, he ha he was drunk and he had some drugs, and then he was uh, piloting, but he couldn't. He went through 150 kilometers per hour, and there were some, there there were nine people killed, and that's not including the ones that were um, injured. So you can imagine, it's not Afriani's fault, but it's because it's our fault. Why is there any um, any drugs? See. The, uh, the chance of doing sin is always there. But if we live in holiness and being um, being guided by the Holy Spirit, then we'll never be um, wavered. Amen? Whatever problems you have today, we always believe that Jesus is able to do the great thing. He will always change the bad things to be, um, to be good. See? The Sunday school kids, they are so um, diligent. It's different with my time. My kids never, I never bring them to um, to Sunday school. My, like when we go to church, I was just like falling asleep. Well, my wife was like fully, you know, um, fully into Jesus and everything. And then I, I look for candy or something like that. And I was still falling asleep and everything. That's why, if you, if you imagine, uh, you can see it in the past, in inside my wife's um, bag, there's always be full of lollies, just to keep me awake because I always fall asleep. But if we keep our faith, don't keep our faith until it falls asleep at church. So if you come to church just as a routinity, then you will never receive anything. You need to believe that every single um, service will always bring uh, uh, new things for you. Huh? Um, you know, like uh, you probably think, oh, I might as well go to church. Otherwise, I'll be asked why am I not, you know, at church that weekend or whatever. But you have to believe and, you know, you have to be embarrassed to God if you don't come to church because you will not receive anything. See, it's different with uh, with my time in the past. I don't. Ha I hardly bring my kids to Sunday school. Even when I was um, at church, I never understand the you know the sermon kind of thing. Let alone taking my kids to Sunday school. And one day, my eldest at that time he was still in primary school, and he was called by um, his uh, his teacher, and it was called Ricky. Come forward, and it was a. Uh, 
it was um, religion uh, class, and my my child, my son came there, and then the, and then the teacher said, "Ricky, where where did um, Jesus uh, was born?" And um, and then Ricky said, "Oh, he was in the hospital. He was in the hospital." Oh, because he was born there, so he thought that Jesus was also born in the hospital. So we were called by the um, the teacher and said, "Oh, your son is quite cute. Why is that so? Why is that so?" And then the teacher said, "Oh, your son was asked, 'Oh, where did Jesus born?' And he answered, 'He was born in the hospital.'" Going to Sunday school is always uh, good. I'm so glad that my son Ryan is able to um, to serve and ministers. He it's not easy in this time that the young fellows always um, is focused on God. But if we are God's children who are truly believe in Jesus. Until our next generations, they will always be blessed. Amen. Let us all give the praise and glory to Jesus. Jesus is amazing, and there's not even um, one time that he doesn't fulfill his promise because he always performs his miracles. And the Word of God says, whatever we ask and we pray for. In the my name, then I will perform them. So if Jesus has promised that, whatever problem you experience now, just pray to God and believe that He always fulfill His promises. Don't ever think that God is too far. He's not. A, it's not a God who is far from us. He's always in our hearts. Let us not weaken, weaken our faith, and let us not be doubtful. Because we have to believe, fully believe in Jesus. Because when Abraham fully is fully convinced um, with God's promises, then whatever God promised will always be performed. So today, maybe it's the days where you experience so much problems, probably illnesses everywhere. But I always believe that God. Mm, never wrong in fulfilling His promises. Wherever you are, don't be doubtful of God's ability. When God said, "I will heal you," then believe that we will be healed. Amen. This is God's word today, and God wants us to be able to achieve God's promises. Amen. Let us give praises to God. Let us all sing one song.